0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
3: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The share it with a friend deal. Even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules.
1: Live your best morning with BOGO Breakfast Sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now, buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required.
3: <laughs>
4: Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today is the return of Jim Simonetti. Jim, how, how you are you
5: doing? I'm very well, Paul, how are you? It's great to see you. Hi,
4: thanks, thanks for having us on the show today. It's always an absolute pleasure to have you in here at a State of Mind Studios, Jim. There's always plenty to discuss. Yep. Uh, upcoming game, Ross County, tomorrow. It's on the PPV, we've got the link. Yep. We'll be covering the game tomorrow tomorrow. Uh, from the pre-match right through to the post-match. Let's have a wee think about it. I don't think it's going to be an easy game by any any description. Ross County are doing okay. They're sitting fifth on the table. Good start. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I'm never that confident when I travel up there. I know it's never going to be a four or a five-nothing. What's your thoughts this time round?
5: It's a journey up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Even we went up there with various times to go and support Celtic as a uh, and the fan base... It's it's a long it's a long haul up. There's no easy game, Paul. There's no such a thing this season as an easy game. We've got to approach every game uh, as it comes. uh, Hopefully, with no complacency accepted at all. uh, Accepted at all within the team and the team mentality. So, uh, but I think Neil Neil will have them uh, on the right frame of mind. They'll be wanting to go after the break there. So uh, I'm confident that Celtic can go up there and get a get a result.
4: I, I think we will get a win. Uh, I do reckon it will be quite a, a tight affair. A big part of that shouldn't never be a part of it, but um, a big part of that concern really is the fact that Andrew Dallas is once again refereeing a Celtic game. He refereed the Dundee United game. He's going to be refereeing the St Mirren game coming up. And we asked the question after the Dundee United game, Um, if it was incompetence or unconscious bias uh, we had a whole podcast dedicated to that Jim does that come into your mind do you think that's a concern?
5: Absolutely if the viewers and the listeners watch the game tomorrow and where he gives the free kicks to Celtic what areas of the park what time in the game I like to look at these things and say well he's given us a free kick there I think we mentioned in the previous show as well Paul eh, where the stats were um, X amount of Celtic X amount of the opponents mm-hmm. But it's where they get the free kicks In what area of the park um, But I do think And hopefully he's listening Maybe maybe he tunes in To a, a Celtic's day hey, of mind
4: It's surprising sometimes it, who tunes in ab-
5: ab- Absolutely uh, And we'll go through some of the, the viewing figures As the show goes on Because it is quite surprising But uh, if he's tuning in And uh, and he can look At uh, the Celtic players and say, I'm going to give him a fair crack of the whip eh, today. Granted, he will make mistakes. He will make mistakes, but he'll rectify his mistakes, hopefully. And he'll give decisions where eh, decisions eh, have to be made the correct way.
4: What I would like to see one of the big issues, and it was pointed out in real time, uh, it was pointed out in real time by Lawrence Connolly, that he was dreadful at lining up the wall, on free kicks. Aye. And I think what you'd like to see on something like that, Jim, is one of the players taking control of that situation, one of the Celtic players. And I know that Tom Boyd done it previously, actually counted out the steps and he was booked for his troubles. But I, I would be looking at Scott Brown for being in Dallas's ear from the first second, that Steve A. Mullen said the other day. He, he's got to be the captain. And I'm going to ask you for your lineup. I, I'm guessing he'll be in your lineup. He's certainly in mine. Yeah, He's got to be the captain. He's got to be in Dallas's ear from the first moment that they walk out onto that pitch. If you ask me,
5: Paul, he'll be in his ear before they even walk out in the pitch. He'll be in his ear in the tunnel, and he'll he'll be asking him, and he'll be saying to him that we're looking for nothing today except honesty and a fair game from yourself, referee. We can't we can't ask for any more. You've got our total respect. Are you giving us that back? And are you going to be fair to us today in this game?
4: Well, there are some comments coming through. We'll jump back and forward to the comments and then back to some of the points that we're going to cover. Uh, One of the... uh, First of all, Kevin Graham, thanks for getting involved, Kevin. You are our Monday guest and we're also working on a different (laughs) podcast entirely with you uh, soon to be announced. But you're pointing out that John Beaton is the ref against St Mirren. Uh, So it's... You know, it's maybe not as bad, but it's yeah, still not great. But thanks for updating us on that. Uh-huh. Um, follow our Celtic. Good afternoon, lads. And welcome back to the show you're watching via Twitter and commenting on Periscope. So it's great to hear from you um, as well. Uh, we've also got Jess Clark, and I've heard this said a lot. As Mr. Sean says, if you're good enough, the referee should not matter. I think behind closed doors, Jockstein said a lot of different um, things about referees to his players, from what I understand from the players I've spoken to.
5: Well, certainly the players that I've spoken to, uh, and uh, that I've been fortunate uh, to be to be around, uh, they knew, they knew that they weren't getting anything back in the day. I'm talking the sixties. Mm-hmm. They knew we need to get and win convincingly and play convincingly before we're going to get any decisions. I get.
4: what what Jez is saying there and um, yeah you know you should be able to overcome Ross County with what we've got yeah and we should be able to do it comfortably it's going to be difficult if they play a defensive game it's a difficult away ground to go to if that is then um, added to by a poor refereeing decision then it does become an issue and I think we've seen so many of them in the past I'm not setting my stall out here early and focusing simply on the ref there's plenty more to discuss But I think in Scottish football, in this season of all seasons, if we're looking at the margins that we might uh, be comparing, when it comes down to the latter stages of the league campaign, then you've got to trust the officials. And at this moment in time, going by their performances, Jim, I think you've got to question the officials because the performances have been pretty poor. You look at, for example, the treatment of Eduard against Dundee United. He was booted for the entire match. What happens? He's injured. Mm-hmm. So we go into European games without without a striker. So I think, um, yeah, I take your point on board, Jez. But it is definitely a point of discussion the the performance of some referees, and in, in particular um, Dallas, who I think is the worst we've got.
5: Right, as you say, not to labour too much on the on the referees, or maybe say Paul, the officials, mm-hmm. because not just the referee; he's got his two linesmen there as well. But don't forget, there's a the guy that's in the stand looking at him. He's looking the, the his assessor is looking at every every game that that he does. So they must go away with the report and have a look at it and say, well, at that part of the game you done this, that part of the game you done that. You made this decision here and that decision there. So how can we improve in it? How can we improve in you as a referee? How can we improve in your honesty as a referee? To have an unbiased a biased Decision mm-hmm. A referee There shouldn't be any biased decisions at all At the highest level And every level below it But there seems to be There seems to be And it may continue You and Stephen actually spoke about it yesterday Talking away back in the 60s yeah. Let's go back to the 50s Even the 40s well, There was even more biased Even referees and officialdom Against Celtic Football Club
4: There was less scrutiny back then wasn't there Jim?
5: Oh, you, you know there was to... less
4: games televised yeah. There was certainly less scrutiny In relation to any decisions that were being made Aye. Back in those days Aye. Um, But yeah we we now have the benefit of technology And it's good to scrutinise It's good to scrutinise the team The manager uh, The board's performance And also the, the officials I think it's fair game
5: very important part of the game
4: very very important this season there's other subjects that we're going to be speaking about Um, anybody that makes any valid points will certainly revisit them throughout the show as well but um, interesting wee uh, comment from Ian Walsh you're commenting on YouTube anybody who is watching on YouTube make sure to subscribe it's free charge and we we put bullet, bulletins out every single day. In fact, I think you were looking, Jim, over the last month or so at the amount of bulletins we've put out. something' let us know some of the figures aye. over the last wee while.
5: Well, eh, since the 31st of, of July, yeah, till today, 11th of September, eh, I'm calculating that's roughly around about 42 days, we've had 60 live broadcasts. So we've taken the viewing figures from uh, a podcast-only, Paul, mm-hmm. in the month of, we're talking July, July, so, sorry, the end of June and July, to we had on the podcast roughly built up to about 110,000 listeners. Now, from the 31st of July to the 11th of September, we have... 260,000 viewers and listeners. Now, we we'll are still to break that down, uh, which podcast and what's listeners. But I think uh, the job uh, that you've done with your guests, guest speakers, the live bulletins going out, is fantastic. But here, here's the magic here. These figures are brilliant. But it's the people out there that's contributing to the show. So, there could be some people might have a couple of ideas on how we could better the show because you're always looking for improvement. So one of the things that, that you and I discussed that we would like to get uh, more of the girls, more of the ladies involved as well to go out and get their point of view across. So what we've done in the last couple of days, we've contacted uh, a few uh, uh, ladies uh, to consider where they would like to come on the show and even have their own show their own show because the girls are very, very important as well women's football I love football I love women's football, men's football we've got a great ally at Jimmy Johnston Academy Charitable Trust and the, the Glasgow Women's Setup where they helped us uh, with training facilities and we've helped them so we all need each other uh, in this present present day and all the circumstances that surround us with the COVID, etc. But I would like to see the girls uh, coming on the show and presenting themselves across, talking about Celtic. I think that would be a wow. I think that would be brilliant. And it would the, the viewers would, would love uh, about a mixed um, opinions as well coming from them.
4: I think you're absolutely right, Jim. So hopefully we can put something in place over the next few weeks yeah. where we make that happen. Um, and as you say, the, the actual viewing figures in, in the audience that's been built up has been nothing short of astronomical, really, over the last month. And we're going to continue to build that, and we are hopefully giving people a platform to air their views as yeah. well. We know that 12.30 might not suit everybody. You can watch the uh, broadcast on YouTube thereafter. But if you want to get involved, we'll also change the times about a wee bit, Jim. We know that um, there are busier times at night time and people are travelling home from work or maybe just getting home and they're maybe used to tuning into something else on the radio. If they want some more Celtic content, they can come along and listen to us. So that's all in the pipeline. Brilliant. And it's always great to continue to keep an eye on how things are developing there. Left backs. (laughs) Now, we had one of the best home-grown left backs in the history of the club i don 't mind saying that sounds like a lofty thing to say, but we did have one in Kieran Tierney yeah, now Kieran um replaced a fan 's favorite in Emilio, who I think was a great servant to Celtic. I think that he had a bad injury, which he didn 't fully recover from you know there was a There was an image of Emilio who was so sharp and bombing down that left hand side that we didn't get the, the, that in full effect after his injury, unfortunately. But uh, the left-back now is a point of discussion, uh, probably in a big way due to Balling Goli's antics, where he has flown to Spain for reasons um, unknown by us. Yeah. And he's out the picture as a result of that. He's got a five-match ban. We're playing Greg Taylor, who was acquired from komanic for over £2 million. I think Greg Taylor defensively is good, offensively could improve, but we definitely need another left back, be that a first choice or a backup. And Ian Walsh via YouTube is shocked that we let Hickey leave hearts. That boy would have been super in a three-five-two as a wing back. Well, yeah, I think we've been big fans and big champions. They are on Hickey, Jim. But yeah. that was a move that, that kind of moved beyond Celtic's Absolutely. wage packet or he wage left. structure.
5: Yeah, he left yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that's... um. He's away. He left, uh, so he's over in Italy. And, uh, good luck to him. But, Celtic done everything they could to sign the lad. Um, couldn't match, but they're a club offered. And, I think he'll develop well over in Italy. And, but he may come back, he may come back more of a polished, a polished gem uh and we may still see him in a Celtic
4: jersey. Yeah, it's one of the ones, Jim. I, I do rate him. I think he would be, uh, if he came into Celtic, he would be back up to what we already have. But when Bologna are offering what they offered him, there was no chance Celtic were going to be no signing chance. a player. No chance, Paul. With that, that kind of um, wage. No. If he wasn't going to be the you know one of the star men, which heck he wouldn't be.
5: But you know something, Paul? See if, he can, see, see if players... Uh, like um McAran's like away and uh, other players when we're saying they're going to come back, uh hopefully come back one day, but what are they going to come back to, Paul? Are they coming back to a Celtic Glasgow Celtic playing in the Scottish Premier League? Are they coming back to Celtic playing in a different playing field, whether it be in England or a European league?
1: I think all these things uh... this week on the marketers report Patrizio Spagnoletto global chief marketing officer direct to consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery weighs
2: in on building trust Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent.
1: As the number one audio company, iHeart gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. It's the Marketer's Report. Go to iHeartResults.com dot com for more. A very
5: exciting what's in frontiers. I think it would be great uh, that we could build and have kind of world class players come into the fold, whatever platform we are playing on. But unfortunately, I don't see that within the the, the Scottish Premiership. <laughs>
4: Well, I I agree with that. I don't think long-term Celtic's future will be in the Scottish League. I also don't think the Scottish League will um, have the same kind of landscape uh, or the same amount of clubs in it uh, by the time we actually get through this uh, coronavirus. Whenever that may be, we're all guessing at this moment in time, we're all hoping that it can come to a resolution yeah. sooner rather than later, but it keeps getting extended and extended and I've seen the the, um, the outcome of that, I've seen the reaction to that on social media. People, you know, can barely think um, about a, another lockdown, Jim, because it's obviously hit a lot of people hard, people that we know, it's hit a lot of people hard and we don't want that to happen again. There's some brilliant points coming through. The, the issue of the left-back, um, you know, Daniel Church, um, yeah. announced yesterday, 20 years of age after 13 years at the club that he's leaving, having never played a first team game uh, he's a left back he's left the building, Bolling is no longer going to Roma, as far as we understand um, I've said in the past that we might be in a position yeah. where balling is the only option that we have, once he's bands up a lot of Celtic fans would never want to see him in a Celtic jersey again Jim it it basically means we need we still need to bring a left back in, and the guys that have been mentioned so far. And uh, when we look at um, uh, Barry Douglas, for example, he seems to uh, the interest in him seems to have cooled. I'm sure there's others on that list on the on the scouting list yeah. that, that Neil Lennon's looking at, but it's definitely a, a position we need to we need to strengthen. In.
5: It definitely is, Paul. But see, see when you see when you look at that as well, that that lad's been there for that amount of time. I
4: know, thirteen years.
5: Thirteen years. He's not made a first team appearance.
4: He's been at Celtic for longer than he's not. Yeah, and his lifetime.
5: It, you, you know, that that that's that's quite sad and and disappointment. But that that could be down to various various issues, various circumstances regarding the young player, mm-hmm. Stephen Bronski, Rabin Amar, and Spartacus. That's his name. Three of Elgin City, mm-hmm. that came for ourselves. Between them, they must have four hundred and fifty senior games. Yeah. By playing with no disrespect to Elgin at this particular time, with in a lesser, a lesser, a league and a lesser team, but the experience they're gaining. Mm-hmm. Omar has jumped up two leagues. Fantastic. He's now with Morton. He still got a long way to go at a young age of twenty-two. Other players as well that we know of that's came through our system that's that's playing professional football, but they're getting getting game time. They're gaining experience. Granted, Celtic's a different level, but if that player if that player was out having more professional games behind him, mm-hmm. it would help him as well. But without going over the old ground, we discussed this with Danny Lennon and uh, and Graham Diamond last week regarding players and game time. But that saddens me. Uh, Thirteen years and then you go. But hopefully he's learnt. He's learnt a lot at Celtic. Good he's, education. He's he's had a good education. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's maybe not gained a uh, game intelligence uh, as much as maybe he should have. But wherever he goes. I hopefully and sincerely uh, uh, wish that he gets he gets that and he gets himself a, a team. Do we know where he's away to, Paul?
4: He's not got a club at the moment, Jim. Right. Um, so he was just announcing that that was him on his way. He doesn't have a club. Another youngster at Celtic, Scott Robertson, signed for Gillingham yeah. for a, a season-long loan. We've seen right. him playing against Cluj, um, making right, his over debut. I thought he was pretty good, actually.
5: Aye. Yeah. I thought th- th- he well. was eh, pretty good. By the way, I thought it was really nice you mentioning Kean me, uh as well, uh, the young laddie that we met in, in Closier, he actually certainly, he certainly uh, brought a smile to my face. He did. Lovely, I mean, that, that day, guy.
4: oh, it was brilliant. He made an impression on all of us, Aye. Jim, and uh, we heard the sad story earlier yeah. this year that Keen McGinley obviously tragically lost his life, Yeah. he's birthed the other day, and um, our thoughts are with his family and friends at this, this difficult time. Good Celtic boy.
5: Aye. So so just you bringing that back when we are over there in closure. I thought the young lad had uh, done well that night. But uh, uh, we want to see the young players progressing as well. And maybe this is just an unfortunate year for them uh, to make make an impression.
4: I think it will be. Because when you're looking at, right, we need a left back... Even as fans and as supporters at the club gym, we never say, well, bring in a youngster if you're looking for a striker. You know, it, it doesn't seem to be this season It's going to be an option where we can try and bleed in youth players. It's something that I support. I know you do. You're passionate about youth football. But it's almost as if this season of all seasons, there's too much at stake to try and bring in an untested young player. Yeah. So you've got guys like um, Robertson going to Gillingham. For a year And you've got Other other young players Like Daniel Church Who are going to be uh, Released entirely Hopefully he does Find another club With that kind of education He's still Only 20 years of age You would hope That he does find A, a good level
5: mm-hmm. I hope he does
4: Paul, I hope he does. Now there's some brilliant uh, comments coming through. Here's one for you, Jim. It's yep. quite a, a large one, so it will take up most of the screen. But Gary Doonan is saying via Facebook, Jim, you got slaughtered a couple of weeks ago because you suggested a player should be adapted uh, to play different positions. Yep. Why not Tommy Boyd played every position across the defence? Yep, and Jackie every position across the defence and central midfield. My greatest ever game 10 men won the league 3 centre backs Shuggy McAdam and Aitken yep. All converted centre backs Thanks And Andy Lynch was left wing um, Who turned into a decent left back yep. So Jim there's, You've got a fan You've also, also got a fan on the that's phone
5: barry. That's, Sir, that's Sir Alex Ferguson Is Trying to get me uh, again? Just say to him, I can't talk Alex <laughs> He's always I, on that phone I, I, My apologies my phone was off and it's came on.
4: Jim, if Alex Ferguson
5: phoned you, it actually
4: wouldn't surprise me because uh, I know well, that he's know. in your phone book.
5: But Gary Doonan's... Um, well done, Gary. He's coming back. But do you know some Gary's right and I still stand by it. That, uh, any, well, you heard the uh, the guys last week as well. If, if you're short in a position, you've got to look at what you've got to who's going to go into that position. Mm-hmm. You've got to be versatile and you've got to be able to adapt... You've got to adapt to go wherever you need to go on that field. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Tommy Gemmell was a right-back. He was changed to left-back.
4: Danny McGrain was a right-half.
5: Aye.
4: Became a world-class full-back. So, yeah, the, the, anywhere? Chris Sutton. Chris In Sutton. most re- more recent times, Chris Sutton could play anywhere down the middle. You've Aye. seen him playing centre-forward, centre-mid, centre-back. So, yeah... You've got a fine guardian.
5: Jinky was one of the best defenders in the Celtic team. He maybe was. He, he, maybe people go, what's he, what's he saying now? Well, Jinky was one of the best defenders. Jinky was he was back. He was picking the ball up. He was defending. But the further up the park he was as well, if he was taking the kickings and they had to get organised. They're defending. They're attacking. They were clever. They were really clever players. They could play anywhere. Ah, that's pretty old. When we were doing them. Uh, the, the chart it says, Betty, obviously, we're putting a chart together here uh, for the lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, uh, there's been lots of we'll put them in, we'll put them here, formation here, formation. She says, Forget all that formation stuff, son. Forget the formation. We played anywhere, we played everywhere in the park. He said, That was at left back, right back, center half, as he called it, or he called it, left half, right half, right, He center mid, up front. We were everywhere. We were everywhere in the park, but you do need a recognised fill-back. Mm-hmm. and we're short at the moment. So, well done, Gary. So, who have we got if you were to go to a four-four-two formation? Stephen's team yesterday and your team. Uh, I don't know if you get much response back from anybody else, but uh, the way out of that at the moment for me is still to stay at the three-five-two formation, which I have got down for tomorrow's game, which, as we say, will come on to, but. Uh, Gary's done his homework there, and uh, I don't mind getting slated. That's all right. That's okay.
4: Well, it happens from time to time. People Aye. even make wee meme videos and put them out on social media uh, because, you know, people are watching a Celtic state of mind who don't support Celtic, Jim. So that's what happens. That's all right. Um, Francie W, welcome back. You're watching on YouTube. Good afternoon, gents. I never looked at referees until recent times. Always thought we were always good enough to win, nonetheless. Maybe social media has brought it more to my attention. Listen, this is the thing social media gets a a hard kind of rap from time to time, Jim. And I know that social media use needs to be um, monitored. It needs to be monitored in kids as well because, you know, it is a big player in terms of mental health. Issues because people um, are overusing it or you're taking a lot of things to to heart. You said it doesn't bother you. A lot of people, you know, that word can be a killer, you know. Of um, course it can. Online. So, but on the flip side, it's a great tool. It's a brilliant tool. We get a lot of good um, information from the guys watching, guys and girls watching on, on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. So social media is great And it can highlight things I mean after that Dundee United game Jim There's loads of great clips Looking at what Dallas was doing wrong And it's fine to say Two bookings per team But if the two bookings For your Your Dundee United guys Are happening in the last Couple of minutes Of a game To even it up Then you know Somebody's at it So I think I think social media There's no hiding place On social media
5: Imagine there was mere social media Back when Georgia Cadetti scored that goal At Ibrox oh, I know Remember I know uh, what was it? Is the flag up? Is the flag down? Or oh, it's halfway in between? oh no? It's back up again. What was the decision for? Imagine the social media. Imagine the cameras, Paul. I'm getting excited about that now thing. About this. No, Imagine the decision. all the different cameras, different angles. Really, come on. And we're talking about. We're just talking about Dallas just just now. That's why I'm saying we go back all oh, the way, Celtic. Are always the underdogs when it comes to officialdom and when it comes to officials on the park. Mm-hmm. But you can look into you can look into the referees. But do you know what you've got today? You've got to go there and you've got to surpass the decisions of the referees by winning by winning games and winning, winning them comfortably.
4: Well, hopefully we'll do that tomorrow. We'll be um, on. At least half an hour before the game. We'll have a, a pre-match, we'll have a post-match, half-time. We'll got be here. got your guest polls all sorted. We've got them all lined up. Uh, Lawrence Conley, who is familiar to a lot of hey, people watching a Celtic State of Mind, will be coming in uh, with a sidekick and we'll get uh, kicked off about half past two tomorrow. So oh, yeah. looking forward to that. Colin Watt is joining us on YouTube and uh, Colin says, One of the big differences this year... Is that the leagues in England and Scotland are starting at different times And the window is extended We'd usually have our deals done But look at Foster Told he can go Yep, yeah, told he can go And now he's not guaranteed the number one jersey for Southampton So, him back? I would have him back I would bring him back in on more. No. Now I'm not saying that I know there's been some talk around Blackass People looking at his stats etc I'm not writing him off, absolutely not no. I mean £5 million for a goalie and um, he didn't have the best night against Ferenc Varros. I don't think, second goal. Could have done a lot better with that. But um, would I bring Foster back? Yeah, I would on loan. I don't care that he didn't come first time round, I'd, I'd still bring him back. But I don't think he'd be my priority. My priority are, are full backs, Jim. And, you know, I'd love to have someone who can play right and left in the, in the attacking sense. That player that I've mentioned time and time again, Paddy Roberts. Again, I get stick for saying that. I think he's the ideal player for that position because he can play right and left, as can James Forrest. And we might be able to move El Yunusi more into a position, probably that has been used a lot by Ryan Christie. In and he centre. needs
5: a performance, didn't he, Paul? He does. He needs a performance. He, I know it was still, was still early in the season. Uh, he, he needs, he needs a good performance. Uh, that young lad, he, he to get to get his confidence and to get the fans saying hey he is no bad hey he is a good player mm-hmm. Yet yeah, look at look at the way he's working as well the work rate I think if he gets a good performance under his belt then he'll be he'll be fine
4: would you bring Foster
5: back yes on loan yes yeah. It's yeah, always no hesitation
4: good to, it's always good to three goalkeepers yeah. isn't it and, no sentiments um, Paul no, he's, you just Those know sentiments. what he can do. You know, he won his league cup yeah. last year and um, the, the performances against Lazio, so various other performances. Um, he wins you points throughout the season. Rangers game. Yeah, he wins you points, Jim. He wins your points. Uh, from Facebook, greetings from the Emer- Emerald Isle, Joe C. Well, welcome to the show, Joe. Yeah. And Paul Savs telling us that, uh, great show, lads, watching live for the first time. usually listen to the podcast on Spotify. Paul from Glasgow. Call. It's great to have you on board. The good thing about being here whilst we're live is you can get involved. And what we were saying before, we know that uh, the time of six to eight is very busy in relation to people tuning in. So it'd be great to go out live at some point, Jim. Yeah. Probably the night before the Rangers game.
5: I think that'd be a good idea. And um, actually, that would be quite interesting.
4: We'll do a two hour show, six to eight.
5: Have you seen the guy there? He's on for the Emerald, the Emerald Isle of yes. Ireland. Fantastic. Yeah. I've got down here in my notes as well, Paul. You you've viewers, Hong Kong, mm. right? You've actually got viewers in China, Holland.
4: We're big in Japan,
5: Sweden, Norway. You get some in Japan here as well. Uh Australia, New Zealand, USA. We've got we've got a few, but not not very many. So we've not conquered. Uh, the USA, not, as, not as yet. of yet, but we'll need to look at it. Uh, in the UK, obviously, uh, uh, is big. So there's a few countries in there with more, more to come. So if the word gets out to the expats as well, uh, what we're doing, then hopefully they all tune in. Because although they're, they're out of sight, they're no out of mind, all the Celtic supporters throughout the world.
4: No, you're right. And it would be great to hear from uh, right. all of these people from all over the world because um, it is interesting sometimes when you realise that you're number one in the, the Vietnam charts and things uh-huh. like that, Jim. I love all that. So, brilliant. Colin Watt goes on to say we will get the right players in. It just will take a bit longer than usual this year. Once English teams know their 25-man squad, players become available for loan which will interest us. Yeah, I think that's fair dues. Yeah. Um In the meantime, I, I would like to, more we'll come on to the Ross County game then. Jim, I'd like to start with three at the back And have the option Of the two full backs On the bench Should we require them So um, if you were lining up For tomorrow If you are picking the team Jim um, How would you line up Against Ross County
5: A uh, see 5 2 So I went to Barkus Julian Right centre back Duffy Centre back I know That you made a wee comment Yesterday Paul That you would not Just like to parachute them uh, Straight in That uh, uh, Stephen made a valid point Yesterday as well That it's a different it's a different game for him now. Uh, it's more of an attacking game that he's used to. So both of you is good points there, but I've got them in. Uh, Ayer is my left centre-back. Uh, Scott, uh, the captain, a uh, leader on the park, uh, city centre-mid, uh, Christie to his left, uh, a uh, wide left, McGregor inside Brown, and Forrest, and I would go with a Yeti and Eduardo up front. Did you say
4: your your back three is Julian, Duffy and I
5: are?
3: Yeah.
4: Right, that's the exact same team as mine. Is it? For tomorrow, yeah. three five two. There you go. That's how I would line up. And you've got the option of... You would definitely have El Hamid on the bench because he's brilliant. He, he can cover various positions. You would have Frimpong. You would have Taylor in case you need to go to a back yeah. four. So, yeah, players like Klamala would... What we see... Maybe Rodgick, an appearance for Rodic on the bench while we see an appearance for Griffiths. I'm hoping we're getting to that stage when they start to become contenders for the bench, Jim.
5: You, listen, Paul, you want everyone to be contenders. Mm-hmm. As I said, the word I used there earlier on, let's not have any sentiments about what's happened here, what happened there. See if somebody can come in and do the job for you and they're busting that door down and they want to play. Then get them in. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm like like we've never had, commitment, Mm -hmm. attitude. The games, psychologically, before they hit that field of play, what's said in that dressing room? The togetherness in that dressing room before they walk out in that field? That's a major part of winning a game. It really is. The, The intelligence, the intelligence that's sent for your heart to, to your intellectual intelligence, the two of them working together, nothing's going to stop that team. If you've got the heart, heart intelligence, you've got the physical a eh, eh, part about you, you've got your intellectual intelligence, you know the game, you know where you should be, and you want to win, and you've got that winning attitude. That's a strong, strong force, a eh, eh, Paul. So they guys that's the substitutes, the guys that are in the pool, are as important as the guys on the park. Because we need everybody, we need everybody wanting to play and wanting to be dedicated to Celtic's cause this season. You're right, and I think
4: the one of the best players when it comes to having that mentality, Jim, is Scott Brown. Yeah, We've spoken about some issues that we have with certain referees, one of them being Andrew Dallas, who's officiating tomorrow's game. Brown's the boy that needs to be in his ear. Uh, from the very beginning needs to put pressure on him and I think uh, people have been looking at the performances of Brown so from Facebook hope the international break done Bruni some good the last couple of games he's been off the pace I've heard a lot of criticism of Scott Brown um, over the last few weeks Yeah, some of that I agree with mm-hmm. other bits you know I've picked him in my team as uh, a midfielder that we have we've got Turnbull we've got Encham different styles of player than, than Brown what Brown gives you is something completely different um, I don't like saying he's going to be phased out because I still look upon him as being a very critical part of the squad. He's the captain. He's so influential, and you're going up there. You may be up against it with regards to the ref. You need Scott Brown in that but, team.
5: But Paul, there's there's no harm in being phased. There's no harm in being looked at what you're capable of and what you're not capable of, and in, in in the league, and and the team setup. This league for this year. If you're phased phased out for somebody to come in who's who's gonna do a job as good as you or better than you at that particular time, then great with the understanding that this is this is what's happening and everybody's talking. Cool hand look, failure to communicate. Failure to communicate. And that's what happened. Yeah if we communicate with our players and the players communicate with the coaching staff and everybody knows what everybody's doing and what job they're doing off the park and on the park again we're miles ahead
4: Jim you've got a wee fan club developing here um, we've got the Gal 1980 good to see Jim back to complete the dream team <laughs> so there you go That's Nice. plenty of messages coming in for you Jim
5: I'm delighted you got the 20 quid I sent <laughs>
4: <laughs> right here we go this has been coming up quite a few times Matt McG you're commenting on YouTube you should definitely get a phone in going that would be the next level that I mean it would be hugely hugely popular Paul it would be very very busy right.
5: that's for sure Paul I'm just going back to our figures right if you look at it since the 31st of July setting up a Covid hit us whatever knocked his back we've set up this A fantastic, I think, platform for yourself, for the guests that come on, and for the guests who are being involved by social media. Mm -hmm. This is our fifth week, Paul. It's only five weeks, yet it feels as if it's been forever. It feels as if we've been doing this forever. You've been doing it for three years We've built up in the background uh, various various things for the Celtic supporters. Various things for Celtic. This is completely free to the Celtic supporters. We're fortunate. Everything that we've done here, yeah, we we financed it all ourselves Mm
0: -hmm.
5: for the Celtic supporters to have their own platform for them to put across their views to hopefully come on the show. So, what we've done in five weeks going for a podcast going to David Bowie as David Bowie would say sound and vision Mm -hmm. hopefully the sound's improving the vision's improving the comments are improving the guests will certainly improve there's room for improvement and the answer to your question is yes when the time is right we will certainly do a phone in when it's right when we've got everything else in place but we're going through a level of various things at the moment to get where we want to get to, and then we'll address that. But I think it would be great—a complete and utter first for us, Celtic supporters, to phone in and air their views. Great. We we'll need Bubba.
4: a we we'll need a few staff to man the phones, John.
5: Aye. Well, the things that's happening. Uh, let's see what happens. Never say never. Never say never.
4: Kevin Selt, you're commenting via YouTube. For everybody who's watching on YouTube, please subscribe to us. As Jim says there, everything we do is free of charge and it's for the Celtic supporters, so get involved. And Kevin says, we can't keep being happy with just enough to scrape through. When are we going to make a real effort to think ahead rather than just day-to-day? It's so frustrating. Kevin Kevin Selt. Kevin Selt. So he's looking at perhaps the the Celtic transfer um, situation where... We're already out of the Champions League and we've not finished crafting the squad for the season. It is difficult. I get that it, it is, is difficult. And the you know the qualifiers come down very quickly. But we should be used to that by now.
2: Aye.
5: We've got to get used to it. For the time being. We've got to get used to that for the time being. You know, see when I was younger, Paul? See when I was younger, I scraped by. We all scraped by. but Everybody the same. Scraped by, scraped by. Then you learn... That later on in life, that if you work and you're out there and you gain different things, you don't need to scrape by. You, you learn not to scrape by. I know a lot of people still to this day scrape by, but I've been there, scrape by. I don't like, it. Uh, in football terms, scraping by. I think we should be ahead, way ahead in that. But unfortunately, I don't think we're scraping by. I think we are... We are working, uh, the chairman, uh, Peter uh, Lowell, is is working the best way that he thinks is right to balance the books as well and still to make us successful. And let, let's just see how that goes.
4: Well, I think yeah, we're all an agreement that we do need uh, left-back, right-back and and a, a winger, Paddy Roberts, preferably. Uh, but there's a few names coming in. Paddy
5: Roberts again, you, you, you know, know. Another you another like few
4: him. names coming in, Jim. Um, Stephen Mullen, who was in yesterday, a good friend of a Celtic yep. state of mind, um, who who's suggesting that Fabian Delph would be a good option for Celtic. You, you know the thing with regards to um, the teams that we look at down south as well, Jim, is they've got massive... They actually do have ma- massive... Squads and they've got youth teams that we've plucked players out of the youth, right. not the youth, but you know, the development sides in the past who can step into a Celtic side. So there's plenty of players down there. It's just that um, at this moment in time, uh, availability, you know, as uh, Colin was saying earlier, once we know what this, the, the squads are going to be set up like, right. we will have the option to bring somebody in on loan. Um, and we can maybe start plucking some youth players from the English leagues in that respect as well. Some others have mentioned Darren G uh, watching on YouTube. Left back wise we have the American lad Gutman. I've been hearing he's doing well on loan. He's Is he more of a long term project? I don't know what the situation would be with regards to his work permit Jim bringing him over here. He'd need to play games. Is he ready? Aye. Is he ready to play games? Uh, John McCauley's mentioning Jamie Robson from Dundee United. And again, I'm pretty sure there is quite a few names on that scouting list at this moment in time.
5: Well, I hope so. Well, uh, there's got to be a few in there. But I'm I'm just thinking here, Paul, who's been, uh, I'll put it this way, who's been our darling football partner from down south, let's say, in the last six, seven years?
4: Man City. Man City. Man City, yeah. they definitely been a, good a relationship, not they? They have been. Uh, we've done well out of Man City.
5: They have. Uh, out of, out of, out of, they're probably the top, aren't they? So I'm quite sure we've still got that a, a avenue as well, if there's players in there. Um, but uh, we'd like that to be wider. We would like it to be wider, to be able to have a relationship with. All these other clubs from down south and abroad, as you and I were saying as well, that Celtic have many friends uh, and football mm-hmm. for our players to go out and loan to. So I think that at the moment there might be about five or six out and loan from Celtic. Uh, I think you've got maybe have a wee note of that. I don't know if you've got it on you, but I think we were discussing it yesterday.
4: Yeah, we, we were. And the thing with that as well, Jim, with regards to the loan deals, is um, it's unfortunate that players like you know Daniel Church haven't. Uh, gone out on loan, played a few games, come back. There's there's going to be players as well that just weren't up to the, the level. They maybe haven't developed um, as we thought they would. But again, a lot of that's down to the way that the Scottish football made up. We don't have the Reserve League. We keep talking about it on the, the podcast. Yeah. Uh, development players may stop developing because they're not playing against the um, seasoned pros. So... We've got all of that to consider and in the meantime, you know, we've developed a young man there, Daniel Church, for 13 years. Hopefully the development holds him in good stead. Yeah. But he's never played a game for Celtic and there's a lot of players like that leaving. Interestingly enough, and you know, sometimes we hear things on the grapevine um, with regards to players perhaps coming in, someone is suggesting that they've heard a rumour That Charlie Mulgrew, is Graham Bell uh, commenting on YouTube, is coming back. Not sure if he's the answer. But we'd have him back over half the names that have been quoted. I don't think... I mean, Charlie Mulgrew said two spells at Celtic. He was was Neil Lennon's first signing, first time round. Great servant to the club. Um, Is he the answer? To the left-back, Woes. I don't think... We'll see Charlie McGrew back, but it's not a bad shout, he's he's obviously a seasoned pro himself, he's an experienced international campaigner, but I think we'll be looking for someone a wee bit younger than Charlie. I'd agree
5: with you on that.
4: Although, uh, Barry I mean. Douglas is 30 and he's been quoted as well.
5: Aye, that's, that's right, but uh, no, Charlie McGrew, that's an interesting one. It that's is. Interesting.
4: You know, and, and then again we do always uh, come back to James McLean getting mentioned Chango Chalemba on YouTube uh, suggesting that James McLean has played left back you better be careful with that Chango because Jim speak, speaking about changing players positions didn't get <laughs> much <laughs> positive comments if Johnny Hayes did a decent job McLean could do at least that and he would I think if the money was right James McLean has got a big fan base at Celtic for obvious reasons is he someone who would improve the squad? I don't necessarily mean at left-back would he improve Celtic. I hear a lot of people would, would be happy that he signed for Celtic and I can understand why.
5: I, I, but, uh, I understand why as well, but um, uh, is, it, is it for sentimental reasons or is it for his uh, also his playing ability and what he can bring to the team? What do you think?
4: Well, I mean, for me again, when, when I look through... Uh, when I look through some of the comments that that are made, I, I mean it's all opinions. It's opinions. all opinions, and one of the opinions that I made and I got stick for as well, Jim, was uh, ball and Golly right. And I had to make the I had to make the point: we might be in a position, you know, in uh, four or five games' time when ball and is allowed to play again, and Greg Taylor gets injured. Do you play someone at a position? Do you play a yeah. youngster like Daniel Daniel Church was the, the name I mentioned the other day? He's gone now. So who, who's below Daniel Church in the pecking order? Who's the 17-year-old left back? Or do you play Ball and Golly?
5: I'm no disrespecting your opinion at all. and I wouldn't disrespect anybody's opinion because uh, everybody's got one. But Ball and Golly would never play for, for me again.
4: Well... I fear that that might be the case um, at Celtic. I say I fear if we can get a better left back in, then it's not a problem. Francis W on YouTube says says that if Bolly is needed to play, then he plays, no matter our opinions of him. No. He's an employee on a good wage, right. and we'll use him for the greater good
5: of the club. Again, that's, that's the gentleman's opinion here. If Ball and Golly, when they've done have done, we'd have the same amount of games, and the same. We'd have the points. We'd have the points, I'm positive in the bag. Bolingoli has put us behind the the eight ball. And if it continues the way it's gone all through the season, it puts you under pressure, even more pressure. Now, if Bolingoli was to return, let's say, hypothetically, Paul, that Bolingoli's playing at left back and all the fans are back in again, back in again. And we were still behind. We're still behind with games, uh, the final games of the season. And you honestly think that their fans are going to forget. The Celtic fans don't forget. The Celtic fans have got some memory. I know but that. I he, know that. He will not, he would not survive. He would not survive at Park.
4: Well, at the moment the, the fans aren't in the stadium so there might be a bit of onus on the fact that if you want to reintroduce them the best way to do it is when the fans aren't there because I, I do think there would be um, a reaction but it is bringing back something that Edgar Summertime Edgar was up with oh, us he's up brilliant, on Sunday he'd done a session on brilliant. Sunday which we're editing we're going to yeah. put it out on YouTube Edgar's a, a Liverpool musical icon and he was telling me on the way up from Liverpool about um, Alan Watts and the story of the Chinese farmer so that's what I'm going to say. Anybody who wants to uh, have a look at the ball and goalie situation, watch Alan Watts on YouTube. The story of the Chinese farmer, whereby y- they ask the question about something seeming to be bad, uh, but it turns out that it actually works in your favor. Maybe, maybe not. Watch the YouTube clip. So you're looking at ball and goalie, right? Okay. So the two games uh, that we've missed about potentially in a better position once we get the games back, Jim, Yeah. Um, in terms of the squad or the way that we're playing. And if so, we win the game. We know the, the former were shown against Kilmarnock just before the uh, self-imposed lockdown for two games. So it looks as though to me that the Celtic fans online are not fully supportive of ever seeing and Golly back in a Celtic jersey. But stranger things have happened.
5: Of course they have. Course. Listen... You forgive the man for what he's done, but we can't kind of forget. We can kind of forget that everything was in jeopardy. Everything was put put in jeopardy. It was. It was. It was foolish. It was a foolish act. And maybe he's, he's never came out to say. You know, the clubs never came out. If it's private, it's private. Maybe he had his 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 personal reasons for going and doing that. But what he should have done, listen, listen to me sitting here. I've made so many mistakes and never went back and said I, I'm sorry but actually I've done that, I've done this I know but when he came back he went to his gaffer and said boss this is what I've done I don't think you should play me but that's me talking isn't it?
4: well you know the thing is we don't know we're just surmising and obviously I'm getting all philosophical by looking at the Chinese farmer it's a good wee video on YouTube though so give it a watch sometimes things happen and it seems like a good thing or a bad thing but it turns out the other way about it's good to watch it so a few more a few more uh, comments coming through one of which I'm going to read out from Jimbo2167 bring Paddy home and I think they mean Paddy Roberts there Jim I mean
5: Uh, uh, Or it could mean Jimmy Johnson's song uh, that he sung to me. mm. Uh, uh, A very beautiful song. Come back Paddy Riley to Barley James Duff.
4: And we've got a great version of that on our YouTube channel.
5: We do have, yeah.
4: From a very talented young singer in Glasgow um, who sang that song for Agnes Johnson. So check that out on our YouTube channel. So, you know, I'm looking at Paddy Roberts' I'm thinking about his first uh, period at Celtic. His second period wasn't as good, wasn't as productive. I know that James Forrest can play right and left.
5: Yeah. I
4: believe that Frimpong. So you saying Jim,
5: uh, James can play anywhere?
4: He can play right or left. Yeah. Right or left, Jim. He's very effective <laughs> on the left. You've got Frimpong, who I actually don't think is a right-back. I think he is a, a right-sided attacking midfield player. Yeah. We've got El Elianusi, who's been playing out wide left I don't think that's his most effective position. I've I seen that goal he scored for Norway. It was astonishing the way he brought that ball down. Mm-hmm. He might be better uh, utilised in the centre where Christie's been played. Possibly. Christie's actually very effective out left. Like the stats che- show.
5: Yeah. Either one or other, Yeah.
4: So people might argue we don't need Paddy Roberts. But there you go. I think because of the, the period of um, time that he's been out on loan to various clubs, Man City are looking to offload him. And I think he would be a good option for Celtic, Jim. Yeah, I might be becoming too sentimental in my old age. He's only twenty-three. If you could bring him in for a deal in the region of three, four million pounds, I think he'd be a good buy.
5: Well, if you think he'd be a good buy in the Celtic, uh, the scouts and the Celtic uh, directors think it. Then, and if it's right, if he's right for us, then get him in.
4: Now, uh, a few comments on the point we made earlier with Fraser Foster. Uh, we both obviously suggested, yeah. if, if given the option, would you bring him back on loan? And we both say yes. Um, FBS013 via YouTube, um, whose avatar makes him look as though he's on holiday. I hope you still are on holiday, relaxing there. Need to give Barker time to settle into the team. He's a better long-term prospect than big Fraser Foster. Yep, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that Colin Watt comes on to say that Foster isn't the main point, no It's that there's more time to get players in That's why deals have taken longer Foster was just an example of someone Who can now leave And then Kevin Graham uh, Suggests that the goalie budget has gone On Barkas, you're probably right there But yeah. um, that means that we're going into The new season or we're continuing Within the new season, Kevin, with just the two goalies And the backup would need to be one of the young guys Are we happy with that? I think you need three I first think. team goalies.
5: So, if the big chap was still here, would Barkas be back up to him?
4: I think you'll would play Fraser Forster before Absolutely. Blackass, personally.
5: I think. Sorry, I know that they done everything to keep uh, uh, Fraser Forster. Mm-hmm. They they done what they could to keep him. They done. They he wanted to stay. He wanted to stay, but I think Barkas would have been a backup to him, which would have been good. Which would have been good with Barkas working along beside him and gaining more experience as well. I think I think that would have been good. I'd, I'd keep the big guy. Oh, I'd, I'd take him back. back. Sorry, I'd yeah, take him back
4: as well, Jim. But. Kevin Graham's made a good point and you know it's a, quite a the big budget, budget uh, yeah. with Barcast Patrick Murphy welcome to the show Patrick you're watching on YouTube for anyone else watching on YouTube make sure that you subscribe to the free content that we're producing daily El Yunusie needs to be playing centrally behind the two strikers creating chances he and Forrest aren't yeah. wing backs our three centre backs should be Elhamid Julien and Duffy hail hail from Belfast well Patrick quite a few interesting points here. I'm beginning to agree with you in, in relation to El yunusi Perhaps he's better utilised in that support man role behind the strikers.
5: No, what's great about this, Paul. Uh, again, you know, you, the two of you made good points yesterday. Uh, this, uh, what, what we are doing, is brilliant. It's easy to write all these names done and positions done. But see, when you're standing at the side of that touchline and you've picked that team, then... There's a lot of pressure on there. We can throw Christy out wide, we can put take Brown out, we can put Encham in. It's, uh, it's all fantastic and good to talk about formations. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what uh, what Neil Lennon's team is going to be tomorrow.
4: It always is. Would I be surprised if Turnbull starts? No, I think if there's going to be a surprise addition to the teams that you and I have mentioned, yeah. he'll be the one that he makes space for.
5: Well, isn't it surprising that I, I, I have, and you have, certainly not, a, put Turnbull in, but yet parachuted Duffy in? I know. Now, that's quite interesting. I'll just think about this now. It is that interesting. Is interesting. Is that our sentiment? unconscious biasedness parachuting him in mm -hmm. ahead of of Turnbull being in that midfield I'd like to say for me it's no
4: I think we've we've needed we've needed a a steadying influence at the back and that's maybe why we're thinking get Aye. the new man in would it surprise me again if we started with three at the back and one of them was El Hamid with Duffy on the bench probably not no. you know so let's have a look at the team tomorrow I'm pretty sure it's going to be very very interesting now John Neary who is commenting on YouTube fairly new to Axon welcome to the show John you're welcome uh, really enjoyed the last few weeks and all to come Paul can I buy your books directly from you surely Foster really? won't be back but the man was one of the reasons we secured nine well in terms of the books um, you can definitely get them. There's not many kicking about, to be honest, Jim. They're quite hard to oh, actually come by. Right? But it's... I've got a, a couple of uh, books in the house. So. so
5: So can I ask you a wee question? Yes. So would you sign a couple of books? Absolutely. All right. Okay. Well, but uh, have you signed a couple of books and uh, and you put them up for a wee auction and uh, give them to uh, get the money to a charity?
4: I would much rather do that than, than take money off anybody. Do you chance? fancy it? Aye, definitely aye.
5: Brilliant.
4: I'll see how many we've got and we'll bring them in and then uh, we can make sure that they go to people. Sorry for putting your spot there, Paul. No, it's fine. But you're yeah, a no bad author. Well. No bad. Well, you know, we're kind there's of There's room for improvement. Always room for improvement. <laughs> Kevin Graham. Mulgrew, best season at centre-back, worst season as a left-back and his legs have gone further since then. Yep. I think there's certain players that I like I, I like the idea of being at Celtic Maybe you no know Mulgrew as a player But I like the idea of him being at Celtic Jim Because Going back to Daniel Church Mulgrew was at Celtic from a young young age Aye. Came through the ranks Was offloaded by Strachan Came back under Lennon um, And I just view him as a, as a real He knows the club inside out Does he have any aspirations for coaching? Perhaps The type of guy I'd like to see back at Celtic In some capacity But not as a player
1: Why
5: would you know have winners? I know why would you know if runners run about you? Tough coaches but fair coaches teach you to blank out negative thoughts and negative people run about you. Guys coming into the club or it's been at the club and they've got positive thinking they'll get, and they know what winning means. Big Lustig as well, yeah? Yeah. It Was eight medals for him? Yeah. Roughly? Eight. Guys like that run about a club. Winners always run about the club. It was interesting as well. The discussion. God bless Mr. Steen yesterday. His anniversary as well. And I'd like to put a wee message out as well to a dear friend of mine, John Gilmer, Mm -hmm. uh, and the anniversary of his dad, Tommy, who's very close to myself. His anniversary is tomorrow. A great Celtic man. Great Celtic man, Tommy, and the father of Jai Jai Gilmer. Prolific songwriter. Great, great, and we entertainer with the silencers as well. Um, you know all these Celtic fans eh, for the past the anniversaries or people, their families are thinking them. So that was just somebody I thought he was, and Mister Steen yesterday. So he, sorry, my, my 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 track was where my track was this. There was Mister Steen, the team that I had and all the team underneath that was coming through. Mm-hmm. The book that you wrote as well, Paul. The quality seat. All they guys, all they players. Or run about winners. They didn't know any mentality other than winning. That's how they all became winners. So if you surround yourself with winning, with people who want to win, winning attitudes, you can't go wrong. Limitation is no limitation. And that's what these Celtic players were taught back in the day. There's no limitation to what we can achieve. European Cup finals, European Cup semi-finals, so Celtic should have been in five five I'm counting here in my head they should have been they should have been that was the greatness of Celtic ok they were in two the one one but it was that winning mentality that helped get them over and over the hurdle all the time we need that today Roundabouts as at Celtic Football Club so if somebody like Mulgrew Lustig and other players who have all got that one-in mentality brilliant bring them in in some capacity and just be part of the be part of the team providing that they bring harmony as well
4: mm-hmm. and that's important that's important one final message today before we wrap up for today's Bulletin Gym uh, that's been an hour which is, that, is it's just astonishing Sean Ross can you give my daughter Charlotte a hail hail she's sitting on a trolley at Margate Hospital for her operation she watches at the, at the shows at 12.30 Oh. So everybody keep Charlotte in your thoughts and in your sure. prayers As uh, she's going in for an operation All the best Charlotte I hope you enjoy the Celtic state of mind today And when you recover from your operation So Charlotte you're in our thoughts And Sean good shout from you as well hail, hail to everybody Hail, hail to everybody who has been involved today and uh, join us again. We'll be back tomorrow for the match day. All that's left for me to say once again, Jim, it's great to have you back. Thanks for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind.
5: Sure, Paul.
1: When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. It's the Marketer's Report.